just you get to choose. Like here's here's the scenario: the the environment gives us something which can be perceived as negative, can be perceived as not working, can be perceived as problematic. The world's ending. So we get to choose to see it like that, or we get to see choose to see it as an opportunity. So clearly, that it's my responsibility now to do that for other people. If I have information, and you know, other people's success is my success, and vice versa. Because you know what, like the challenges or the roadblocks are the journey themselves. There's no big things. It's all little things compounding on top of each other. Welcome to another episode of the Pack Podcast. Today we have Sarah Houston joining us. Coach Houston is a Colorado-born but Connecticut-raised hockey player who played competitive hockey with the Connecticut Polar Bears program and spent four years at the Frederick Gunn School, where she has she was a three-sport athlete, two-year two-sport captain, and two-time NEPSAC girls ice hockey champion. She then played four years of ice hockey and lacrosse at Elmira College, where she was a ACHA CCM first team All-American, Elmira College Female Athlete of the Year, UCHC Player of the Year, Elmira Women's Lacrosse Record Breaker, and Google Cloud Academic American her senior year in 2018. She then signed to play for the Connecticut Whale in the former NWHL PHF for a couple seasons, winning the Foundation Award in her first season. She has coached girls hockey of all ages for the past six years, including various levels at Greenwich Skating Club and the high school varsity team at Choate Rosemary Hall. She currently coaches varsity at Greenwich Country Day School, is a director of hockey for the State Line Hawks girls hockey program, and coaches their 16U and 14U teams. She is a current three-time member of the USA National Ball Hockey Team, who has competed in the ISBHF World Championships in 2019 Slovakia, 2021 Montreal, and upcoming 2024 Switzerland tournaments. In Montreal, she led the team with points and etched her name on the tournament all-star team. Sarah has a passion for performance and athlete mental health and has a current master's degree in sports psychology and is currently pursuing another master's in clinical mental health counseling. On top of that, she's a graphic designer and videographer and can be found almost always at the hockey rink, either coaching, filming, or cheering on her athletes. We welcome to the podcast today, Sarah Hewson. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. I'm, I'm really grateful to be here. I'd like to start out um, where the, the intro kind of ended with the mental health aspect. I, I think that's such an intriguing part of the sport, and it's uh, an area where you might be an expert in having a master's degree. But talk to, I'd like to know why that was of interest to you or what, what brought your attention and intrigue to that part of the game? Yeah, um, I don't know. I think it really started when my professional career playing hockey just kind of started to slow down. Um, and I had, you know, had to get that realization of, okay, like, what do I actually like to do? What do I want to do? Um, I was a marketing major in undergrad, so I got a little bit of that still going. But um, I knew there was something bigger that I wanted to do to give back. And I love coaching, um, but I wanted something deeper than that. Um, so I did a lot of self-reflection um, and realized that I think the biggest thing that I enjoy about coaching is helping the athletes with the mental side of being an athlete and including their mental health and um, pretty much anything that has to do 
with off the ice stuff that can help them perform to their best. That's kind of what I fell in love with. And then, I don't know, I just, I did some research, learned what a sports psychologist was, um, and then just have been trying to do what I can to learn more about that and what I can do to give back to athletes hmm. in that in that sense. Love that. I, I definitely have that perspective uh, as involved as I am in the Charlotte street hockey scene with um, just what the program does for people. Uh, hmm. It's like an escape. The sport is an escape for, you know, you just come to the community and just hang out and, and you get to play. And I think that's such a big aspect that is easily overlooked. I've had people share share with me that they're only in Charlotte because they've been a part of this league and it's kept them here and, and the relationships that they've garnered. So I'm wondering if you could maybe speak a little bit more to that. And do you see like the psychology, the psychological approach to like maybe even your coaching or like how you how you see that as more of like a like do you use it as like a defense mechanism or like a to address things that could be happening negatively within people or more of like an optimization of like the positive and where like visualization and like stuff that they could be focusing on? Or is there a balance of that? Um, that's a great question. It's, it's a lot of a balance. Um, I definitely like to, I'm more of like a positive psychology background or that's where I like to lean. Um, just with all the great advantages that sports and being an athlete and being a part of a team or program um, and the community and family aspect that can come from being an athlete and being on teams. Um, but the, you, you can't really ignore the parts that are, are hard or like using sports to, that's how you make friends and or using it as your outlet if you're an aggressive type person or you need that as an outlet. Um, so it's a mix of both. I definitely lean more towards the positive parts of it and what you can learn from each of it and how you can relate what you learn through athletics mentally into your, your daily life, whether that be your office job or your family life or just the community. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is how I, I, I love what, like what we do here, Sarah, because it's, the the psychology of success and it's just it's so fascinating how it's just people how people work mm. and it's so cool like to to see it reflected a different way it's just it's fascinating for me to think about that from a sports sports perspective you know and so now what what do you see the things that are common that people get caught out with like what are the because I, I remember I worked with a lot of financial advisors and I remember a few years ago there was a someone I was working with that was a junior member of their team and it was a he was went out to set out some goals for the year and he, the way that he laid the laid it out, I, I knew before he even started that he wasn't going to get the result. And mm -hmm. he, you know, so he would have gone with the mindset of like, I'm going to go get it. But I knew just from a strategic point of view, it was just wrong. It just wasn't going to work. So if he'd gone forth in that, he would have gone out thinking, I'm going to get it and I'm going to crush it. Try to go forward like fall on his face and then, you know, that could set him a completely different path as to where he's going to go in his life. And so I wonder what's your experience of where you see that the most and where do people potentially or get caught out for balancing between the mindset set up and the psychology of it and just with the raw skill and capability? Yeah. So I'm mostly right now around kids. So like, from I see kids from U10 um, all the way up until high school. And then 
even you know my my friends and my national team members so it's a it's quite a range and there's a lot of differences between them all but the most common like mental barrier or thing that we I see often is just confidence like really working on confidence and um trusting in your abilities and not getting frustrated um or how to manage your emotions to be more um beneficial towards your performance rather than uh facilitative but um yeah confidence is the biggest one goal setting is another one where just a lot like you said a lot of people don't know how to set appropriate goals um everyone talks about or learns about smart goals um (laughs) but i don't think everyone really really understands it um or knows how to set themselves up for success while also still being challenging um but yeah confidence is is the biggest thing that i see that people struggle with across all ages confidence is so important I mean, like what what do you tell people like no, I, I agree because i agree that's the case like what's the how do you help them translate that into what do i do about this okay if confidence is a key in terms of staying aligned with continuing to get better and better and like just showing up and playing what's the what's the what do i do about this when it comes to confidence yeah so it depends on the the kid um or whoever i'm working with and it it varies um but i think the best example i can give now are my my high schoolers that i coach our varsity team with they struggle with confidence mostly because we play in a league that is a little bit out of our league. Um, so they're constantly being challenged. Like every day it's, it's, it's hard and they're young and they're playing against, you know, they're 14 playing against division one college commits. And so they just constantly get, get beat, beat up and they keep working hard, but it's, it's hard when you don't see results mm-hmm. in a sense where like you're playing the game because you love it. You also are playing it because you want you want to play in college and you want to enjoy it, but you're not at that level where we're not in the right environment for them to like feel like they're getting close and they can feel confident um, in their skills and in their abilities, even though they're they're right where they're supposed to be at their age. Um, so for them, we really work on the little things. So we try to build a culture where everyone is very supportive and we're constantly celebrating the little victories, um, the little plays, um, the big plays, like it's just constantly enforcing those, those positive traits and skill sets and things that they do over and over and over again. Um, and letting them know that everyone's on the same ice surface and they may be older than you and more experienced, but, it's the same game and you just have to keep going and it's all that reinforcement. Um, but confidence is tough. It's hard to, hard to build, um, with different kids, but I think that positive focus is a big part of it. Hmm. Yeah, and to your point, some, somewhat challenging if you're not getting the results, um, you know, and then, then you start to get a result or two, right. Then, then there's like a crack or a ray of sunshine. And then it's like, Oh, you know, I'm, just, I'm starting to see where this could go. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and then, and then that, you know, that seems to be like a huge confidence booster and just like a snowball that, that grows and grows and grows. Yeah. And, do... and that's hockey. It's, it's yeah. addictive in that sense. Where mm-hmm. It's a really challenging sport, but as soon as you do one thing good, like you'll get one slap shot off out of like 15 <laughs> and that is enough to just keep you addicted to it. So yeah. we try to hang on to that. Yeah, then it grows, and then like I kind of see the the rap sheet like we read in the intro. I I, I want to ask you a success <laughs> question here. Like, there's so much here, right? There's so much that you've accomplished. So much. I think yeah. um you know I think I think about this a lot with uh, my perception of success or happiness or fulfillment. Like a lot of times, I think you know it's very common that like if I could only get this thing or if I could get this accolade or if I could win this championship, I'll I'll be happy. I'm I'm wondering. I'm excited to ask this question with somebody who's accomplished so much. Like, what have you learned from that? And do you, like, do you feel different? Did you, did you get, does it feel how you thought it would feel now that you have all these accolades? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, Yeah, I think the biggest thing I learned is that it takes hard work. Like, it's not easy. And um, I've been really fortunate and very grateful for the teams that I've been on. and the opportunities that I've had to succeed. Um, but it does, it It takes a lot of effort. Like I, my first two years in college, I didn't actually play. Like I barely played, I barely touched the ice. Um, I got maybe two shifts a game or I didn't even dress for two years. And that was really mentally hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think from that experience, I learned that you know, I really wanted to, you know, be successful and reach our goals and reach my individual goals and our team goals. And that kind of was like a fuel of fire um, that kind of snowballed into, you know, putting in that extra effort to stay after practice and learn the systems more and draw out all the drills so I knew what was coming. Um, and I think that just kind of le- led into my professional career and my ball hockey career and just knowing that it takes a little bit extra effort um to get there but once you get there it's exciting and it lingers you know it is they have the that whole olympic gold medal blues you know where Mm. um you win the gold medal and then it's like now what yeah now what yeah yeah which is a huge huge problem and they need support and that's kind of something that I'd like to help with in the future. But um, mm. yeah, it is, it feels good and it feels good to look back on everything because I worked so hard for it um, and the lessons I've learned from it. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it doesn't last forever. It is like a nice push to be like, I enjoyed feeling that way because I worked so hard and that's a good motivator for me moving forward. Yeah, which maybe it's a good thing, right? If you just felt satisfied because you've accomplished one thing, then it's like, well, there's no motivator after that. So right. maybe you could segue into like the future and how you define success for yourself, you know, maybe hockey wise, but other, you know, professionally, however you see that, like what, what are you working on now? Or how would you even de- de- define that for the next couple of years for you? What success looks like? Ooh, I don't know. I we're do... full of questions today, Huey. We're, we're going to just keep, keep bringing them here. <laughs> These, are good questions. These are good questions, too. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I guess 
I'll start. Well, I'm on the ball hockey team again this year, so I'm competing with uh, Colleen in Switzerland coming up. So I think my ball hockey goals, of course, are to win gold. Um, we've yeah, so, so representing your country, right? And in, uh, in yeah. Switzerland, is that where it is? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a really cool, a really cool opportunity that I'm very thankful for. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that's the goal for that is to win gold. Um, I'd like to do as well as I did last time. I'm really excited about the team that we have coming up, um, the culture that we're going to build um, mm. and everything with that. So that's that's really exciting. Cool. And then um, anything else? Yeah, professionally, personally, like what else? How else would you define success? Yeah, so uh, defining success is hard because uh, I do too much. I do too much. Um, so I think right now my biggest focus is on school. So I just finished my master's in sports psych, um, which I loved. Um, and now I'm doing another master's in clinical mental health counseling. Um, so more of the psychology, mental health part of it. Um, and that's been a little bit more challenging than the sports psych stuff. So I'm really focused on that. So success to me in that area would be to doing well in my studies and kind of getting my foot in the door in that that part of the world um, and applying that more towards the athletic side because I know that that's my, my goal and my intent in the next five years or so. And does that look like working for an organization? Is it starting your own company? Is that somewhat up in the air? Do you, do you have direction on that? Uh, it's nice because it, there's so many different routes you can take. Um, I'd like to join a company that works with athletes, um, as soon as I can. Um, but me eventually, you know, I, there's, I don't know, I don't know what I want to do yet. I could work for a school. Um, I could work for a, a professional team. Um, I could do my own private practice. I think it all all depends on where life life goes for me. Yeah, well, it's a, it sounds like a win-win with you have, we mentioned confidence, right? There's sounds like there's confidence with like, well, hey, whatever happens, like we'll figure it out. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I would be excited to do any of these things. That's that's what mm -hmm. I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I want to start to segue into uh, the mind scan part of our episode here. I'm excited to do this. Yeah, uh, before I do too. that, just just one last like empty out any other success any anything else that would be you know, that you're thinking about or you know you already give back and it sounds like uh you know you're working with the youth and all that like any, anything else any other way to define success um i don't know i think just continue to help the athletes that i coach now um i coach a range of girls hockey teams um and the director of uh youth program here that i would love to see kind of prosper in the next two years and kind of take off uh, we're a brand new program uh, so this is our second year I think um, so kind of establishing a culture and a an organization kind of background mm. would be a, a big success for me yeah which is much different than winning right establishing a culture oh, yeah. Is a, yeah it's a big deal mm. Mm -hmm. No, I think it's uh, so cool to to hear where you are, Sarah, and like and the opportunity that lays in front of you. You know, it's it's so cool because obviously me and Coach Josh we do this all day long, and like it's it's 
interesting way you see uh, success that people have had and then how they use that to create the next level of success you know and so mm -hmm. what's super interesting for me to hear is you're sharing that like you've got all this stuff laid out as opportunities in front of you it's kind of almost like it's just it's kind of cast in front of you it's just like scattered yeah. and it seems like you've got a really cool drive with that to go like i i'm excited about what i'm doing and i also know there's plenty of stuff i could go down and and it's not completely sealed but it's tight enough that you know that it feels certain enough you've got a path to go on mm -hmm. so this balance between not being too rigid that like you know what it is and therefore you feel maybe a little bit stuck about that but also not being so free that it's just it could be anything that's too much you've just got enough tidiness <laughs> to feel like that you've got a ton of opportunity to go forward and that's what really strikes me because then you you love doing what you're doing in the moment which mm. is you know there's not there's no silver bullet to being happy in fulfillment but like if that's probably the closest thing to it is knowing that you're falling in love or in love with what you're doing in the moment like the process itself which is pretty cool does yeah. that resonate like did, did what yeah. i said resonate for you there sarah like absolutely yeah. yeah i i know i do a lot of different things i let people ask me how i do it but um they really all tie they all tie together um and they overlap and the things i learned from one i take into the next and i really do love everything that i do um i don't think i would do it if i if i didn't i'm just not that type of person um so I'm I'm really grateful that things kind of flow somewhat nicely. I have a very chaotic schedule, but um, everything flows. I I have up here on the screen the your your mind scan results here. So there's a couple of things I want to yeah I want to point out what I what I heard. Then we'll kind of pull the lens back out and explain what's going on here. But I think what what I just heard was more of this role awareness, which is your this is your action or your doer in your internal world. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is the the awareness and the um, what you get out of the roles that you play. And what I just heard was like, I, I love what I do. Like, I wouldn't do it if, if I didn't love it. So that's coming through here. First of all, it's your clearest of all six dimensions on the mind scan here. And which means like you see it really easily, what you do well, what you bring to the table, the value that you can provide for people. And then it's positively oriented. So it's above this uh, this zero line. So it's something that you pay a lot of attention to. And you enjoy like this is that competitive nature of you like it's coming through here it's it's okay. obvious and um so these things first of all it's very rare we we tend to see higher clarities in the external world on top and to have more clarity in the bottom is like what is it coach nick like five percent of all profiles have uh higher so it just means that you're inner directed you 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 know what's good for you quicker than other people might suggest is good for you and and to have that internal compass is monumental and then, then to have that clarity and, and the bias here of your role awareness with like what you do well and then prioritize that and make that a part of your life is like i don't know i, I think that's a, a huge secret to success that not a lot of people have a grasp of and it's coming through in your mind scan here for sure yeah that's so cool yeah i love stuff like this so that's very <laughs> cool what i would also say about that piece is yeah i'd echo what josh said the fact that it's rare to have those bigger circles at the bottom, I would say it's even rarer to have the role awareness as high as it is and as clear as it is by itself. I don't know if I've ever seen that, Sarah. It's super cool. That inner directed talks to your, actually talks to, it comes across in your demeanor to me. 
you're you're very calm and pointing to what you're saying like you're calm and like but it's not you're not quiet like you've got the this calm i got it don't worry it's like a poise it. like a poise yeah, <laughs> poise, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. i've been and, told that in my playing style as well yeah okay that's, that's fascinating yeah because that it's like you that's the it comes from that indirect it's like you you've already got what you you already know that you've got what you need now i believe everyone's already got what they need in order to create the best version of themselves mm. not many people will believe that that themselves and like that's what come across in the mind scans for you it's like you know like you, you really trust yourself mm. you know what you're good at that's pretty cool mm -hmm. Coach Nick, where else? What else jumps out to you from her her mind scan results here? Well, I'm always looking at the things that are highest, and so I definitely go to the top left here, Coach. So the external world, the relator is how you relate to others. So the empathy there, Sarah, and you've got again we've got the extremes on the mind scan, the plus ten to the minus ten, and that that is how where your bias goes. So. Uh, plus 10 is one extreme, minus 10 is the other extreme. So someone who's overly attentive on the plus side is not where you're at, but like that extreme is someone who really wants to make everything good with the people around them, but like people first, uh, but to a fault. And so great person to have on your team, but they might overdo it, give people too many chances. Mm. And so what you've got here, Sarah, is that people are the, is the place where you go first, and it's on the side of like, you're going to give people second chances and you're going to trust that they're going to do the thing you expect people are going to follow through. And, and you are very aware and you see people really well, like you can zoom out and see different perspectives. Again, I'd love to hear that, how that shows up playing for you as well. But so pe yeah. for things to be good for you, people in around you need to be good, but it's not so extreme that it's going to cause you uh, to, to be a detriment because Oftentimes, if you're so extreme there, it's hard to have challenging conversations. It's hard mm -hmm. to people hard to hard to know when to say, "Hey, it's enough." Like you haven't delivered. Um, people that are super extreme sometimes can be seen as walkovers. Right? Mm -hmm. But where you are, it's the thing that's highest. But that's a big strength for you. So I'm sure you know that about yourself. But that extra underscore in the trust in yourself of your 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 intuition and judgment around people is is super powerful for you but that that's where your going mind's going to go first externally is like are the people good of everyone around me are they good i can see them really well and that's then from that point you will look elsewhere but love to hear how how you see that reflected for you playing or other parts of your life as well or coaching mm -hmm. right yeah no that that kind of hits me on the nail on the head but um mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely am the type that gives second chances. Um, I think that comes from my personal experience playing. Um, you know, wanted second chances, appreciated when they came. But um, and I know how hard it is when you only get one shot. So I think that definitely stems from there. Um, I'm surprised it's not higher because I, I don't like having not good conversations. Mm -hmm. I'm not very good at it. Um, because I do, I see, I have, feel like I have a very good view of people's perspective. Um, I'm very empathetic. I like to like, I just feel like I can understand people from the, where they are at, um, yeah. which is a good skill for my future career. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, they're definitely, 
definitely sits home both as a athlete and as you know just me um, <laughs> that's pretty cool well let, let me underscore that again then because yeah it, it makes sense that it feels like yeah conflict is a challenge for you oftentimes but i want to just draw, because that is the thing that's highest like overall mm-hmm. that top those top three but the distinction to make is that it still could be a lot higher so there's going to be other people that find it much more challenging than you do to have conflict. And so whilst for you it might feel extreme to have challenging uh, conversations, actually uh, in the grand scheme of things, like you're you're a bit over the centre part of it. And so what's the point of saying that? Well, it's just to let you know that like what feels extreme to you may not feel to others. Mm. Right. And so whilst it might feel like you're in that spot, for you just to know that there are others that are more extreme so it just gives you more certainty in how you can play it up and down because you've got a lot of clarity there like the circle's big so you're zoomed out a lot on that and the more zoomed out you are the easier it is to go up and down and so you can tell yourself okay am i in a coaching situation right now like what does this player really need you know mm. do they need me to be tell them that everything's going to be okay or do they need me to tell them right now that like that's it this is the last point Right? And then you get to choose about where you want to be in that given moment, like how you want to show up as a coach or a player or any part of your life. And and so, yeah, that's super cool to think about. Yeah, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other thing I mentioned, we could maybe pull the lens back out and just kind of describe what's going on here. So <clears throat> Dr. Hartman, the person who created this assessment, his theory on thinking was that uh, thinking can be divided into three pillars of, of thought, much like, you know, all the, all the colors in the world can be categorized into three primary colors. Mm-hmm. So it's what he refers to as the relator doer thinker, which is in the, the purple here. So relator, which we just covered a lot of externally is like people connections, right? And then the, the internal is to ourselves. The doer, which we covered in the internal is the, the roles that you play, but also your practical thinking, the way that to solve problems, to offer solutions to people, to get to an end result. And then that thinker, which we haven't covered yet, is the more of the structure and the process and the procedure and the rules. So what this is, and, and this is just a snapshot in time, right? These these things can change. And you hit the nail on the head of like where they come from. They come from our experience, right? The way that we experience the world is the way that we see the value in it. And so this is a snapshot of what you're prioritizing in your thinking and what is valuable to you. Mm-hmm. So like Coach Nick said, like for you, the people, obviously you're leading with that. So the thing to be aware of is is this uh, this middle one is the doer. Now these are three relatively balanced in the external world, so it's not um, you know you don't have crazy swinging biases. But when they're like this and they're close, it also kind of magnifies the differences that that are here. So what this is saying of, in the doer dimension is that you just th- there might be a tendency to be cautious with taking the action. Um, whereas somebody here at the top would be like just jumping in all action for action's sake, like let's go do it. You need to like see things first and assess and make sure that you have that certainty and clarity. And then because you have good clarity here, which is that red circle, it won't take you long to take the action. But um, but it's it's the third of the three dimensions as far as what you're valuing and how you're seeing the good and taking action there. Hmm. Curious if that resonates with you, especially with like, you know, uh, higher degrees and like th- did it take a lot for you to come to these conclusions that this, this is what you wanted to do. Hmm. Yeah. Um, no, that definitely resonates as well. Um, I, I love 
school. Like I'm definitely a nerd and I love learning. Um, <laughs> I've always, always been that way. So when I decided that that was something I figured out that I wanted to pursue and like what it took to do it. Um, uh, I think once I had all the, the research on it, I, I was really ready to just start right away. Um, once you had the research it, on it, that's what I heard, right? So like yeah. you needed to gather it up. <laughs> figured everything out. Um, yeah. Felt what was right. Asked a lot of people. Um, there's so many different routes. So I, I was just, I, I had no idea. So yeah, I definitely do the research. And then once I'm ready, I just want to start right away. Right. Mm. Yeah. Once you have that certainty, there's no hesitation after that. So that's why maybe that circle isn't all the way at the bottom where it's constant, like worst case scenario or like, oh, yeah, hey, I no. need to work. Yeah. So like once you get to that place, then then you're good. You're just you're off and running. But mm -hmm. to, to know that about yourself, right, like that you, you need to see that certainty because there's times in our life yeah. sometimes when maybe that's not possible to get to that certainty or like it's worth the risk of like jumping in a little bit more quickly to take the action. Um, you know, there's a time and a place, right? Uh, yeah. And maybe even we can we can make that comparison in hockey too. Like sometimes you just gotta go, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. So, see what yeah, yeah. So, Coach Nick, any any final things here with what we're noticing with MindScan? It's it's uh, very interesting. I, I think it's always interesting to get a um, higher clarities in the internal. But anything else that Sarah might be able to use or uh, take away from this? So really fascinating MindScan, as I often say, I've seen hundreds and hundreds of these things and I've never seen one the same. Some similar, sure, but I've never seen one the same. And the biggest key here is to take what you want and put it into some sort of action, right? Make it usable in your life because it's a nice, nice conversation uh, for us to talk about it and go, that sounds cool, that's not cool. But like the, the real juice is being able to do something with it, right? <laughs> go, okay, here's how I want to see this and translate that to my life. Could be a huge thing, could be a tiny little thing, could be something in the middle, but just something you could take forward and go, okay, like even if it's just, all right, no, I, I know that I believe in myself, but now I really know that I believe in myself. <laughs> and so it's like I'm clear about the task I'm going on. And that just gives you more emphasis. And you could take that to put into action by saying, like, you know, I'm going to double down on something or I'm going to take away this thing over here because I know this piece is really important. You know, just that extra trust is super, super powerful to get to. But there's always more to dig into and uh, you know, perhaps we, we won't want to do all of that on a, on a podcast here, but there's, um, there's, there's loads of juice for you here, Sarah. So excited to dig into it more if you wanted to do that another time. Yeah, there's lots yeah. more here. We'll, of course, send you the report here after our time. Yeah, I was today. just going to yeah. ask. I'm like, I yeah. can't wait. can't wait to read more about that. Yeah. Absolutely. And maybe for you, Sarah, I'd like to know, like, what is a good takeaway or something that you're, you're gleaning that you'll, you can use or apply or you want to know more about? From the, from the assessment. Yeah, no, well, I think that's really cool. I, I really can't wait to um, look at it. I, one of the classes I'm in right now actually is on assessments. Um, so I'm like, this is great. We just read about this. Um, but no, I think the biggest takeaway is like you said, I feel like I can trust myself a little bit more, maybe give myself a little bit more grace. Um, I do overthink a bit. Um, Sometimes, you know, I'm very level-headed and I'm very calm, but I definitely am human and I overthink. Um, so I'm excited to use that to kind of trust myself a little bit more, um, know that I do enjoy giving second chances and I think I'm gonna continue doing that. Um, 
so no that's that's really really cool and really interesting so i'm excited to learn more about all the ins and outs of that yeah that whole thing thank you for doing that absolutely yeah and pertaining to the overthinking that was something maybe new that i learned about you because i i see the calm demeanor um (laughs) but i I think it's a very common problem that maybe is more easily identifiable in other people but maybe uh, i'd love for you to share a perspective of like do you deal with that in a certain way like how do you how do you navigate when you get into a state like that is it common like what do you how do you approach that yeah i i might have over i don't overthink too much i definitely do um mostly in times of conflict or if I have Mm. to help someone through something really hard um, or if I'm going through something really hard, it just, I, I go through all the options and I might not trust myself enough to know that I'm making the right choice or saying the right thing. Mm. Um, So in that sense, I call it overthinking. Um, but I, I am a very go with the flow and it is what it is also. Um, sure. um, thankfully, um, I'm also very, a present person. So because I do so many things, I like to be present with everything. And I think that helps me the most with overthinking. So mm. if I have a million things to do in a day, all in different directions, um, I try to ground myself, be present and do one thing at a time. Otherwise, I don't think I'd be able to do it. Then I would, that's when the overthinking starts to spiral. Mm. <laughs> that's good but, advice. Yeah. yeah, read read more about the doer dimension. I think it'll have some some more insights in, in there for you about um, like what it is that you experience. So that'd be cool to hear more about that. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. Um, as we exit here, I'd like to uh, usually ask about like the the background and, and the the setup that you have here so maybe just talk a little about you got a jersey in the background can you tell us more about that well this yeah this is the jersey from last worlds so montreal um i don't know where the other one is but yeah it's my jersey i've got my a little note of all the different things that i do so i know i don't forget anything um mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of helps me get back on track but no, my office is very messy i have books everywhere um notepads i like to write so when mm. i take my notes i like to write my notes i'm not much of a typer even though it's easier um i don't know i've got books everywhere nice. yeah, that's a funny question <laughs> <laughs> well i just i like to notice and i like to observe I'm also noticing you, you have a, like a jacket. Is it cold where you are? Or are you, you're in Connecticut, yeah, right? Yeah, it's cold. It's <laughs> okay. cold in here. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm going to have a blanket on too. <laughs> <laughs> All bundled but, up. Um, yeah, I like to keep the heat down, I guess. So. It's that time of year for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Sarah, do you have any questions for us before we depart, depart here? Uh, no. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, this was so fun and thank you so much for, for having me on here. Absolutely. Like we, hard questions. Yeah. We, we put you to it. So you stepped up to the plate and we appreciate <laughs> that. Um, uh, we enjoyed it. Thank you very much for coming on the episode and, uh, maybe we'll have you on again sometime soon here. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Right. Well, thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much. Thank you for watching another episode of Truth Seekers. 
We appreciate your interaction. So please comment, like, subscribe to YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want more, check out some of our links. Links to our masterclass, The Achievers Mindset, and come join our LinkedIn group. And what do you want to see more of? Remember, we're here to share the simple secrets of successful. So help us do that. What do you want to see? What do you want to see more of? Thanks, and see you again next time.